Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to the Film Busters Podcast. The film show with no filters, no prisoners taken, loads of disagreements, but one hell of a love for cinema. If you want to hear three friends ridiculing each other for an hour or so regarding their taste in films, then you have come to the right place. In each episode, one of the team picks a film for us to discuss. It could be anything from a recent cinema release to an all-time classic. So, strap in and get ready to get mad or get vindicated as we guide you through the murky world of being a film geek. If you like what you hear, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram using at Pod. You can also find each of our individual accounts. I'm at FilmBustersPaul. I'm at FilmBustersAdam. And I'm at FilmBustersBen. If you want to use your eyes instead of your ears, you can also visit the website at filmbusterspod.co.uk and if busting makes you feel good you can also support us at patreon.com forward slash filmbusters for exclusive content alright can we just get on with this now please filmbusters so what do we think about the news that uh, Myra Max is uh, shipping around or the Mustafa card is shipping around the rights to Halloween now to new oh. buyers first of all um, I'm not like I don't like the way you said Miramax. <laughs> Why? You said Myramax, right? Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, you said Myramax. Is that? Hang on, I was what so put off. I was like, "What are you saying? What's that? <laughs> word you're saying?" <laughs> I meant Miramax. That's the American pronunciation, I guess. Myramax. <laughs> uh, Mi- Myramax. Yeah, Miramax. Well, By M- uh, Mustafa card. I, uh, I, what do I think about that? Hmm. I, I mean, I think the real question is, what do you think about it, really, Ben? <laughs> it's never going to die, so we may as well embrace the fact that it's going to keep going on, yes. But I think that the um, the more, more recent suggestion that A24 potentially are in the running to buy the rights to create some sort of TV series is a mm. uh, interesting prospect, because it's a nice new different direction which in the right hands which a24 could be the right hands for this kind of uh, intellectual property i would like to see what they might be able to do with michael myers and the town particularly if that's what they choose to focus on so i'm cautiously optimistic if it went that direction but i'm sure they'll ruin it yeah i do i don't know whether they would considering how at the end of this trilogy it seemed to go towards that way and no one liked it yeah. It was all about the town and how the town were like held captive by this idea of Michael Myers, not necessarily him. I mean, would you want A24? They could put like a little, what do you call it, a new trend on it, the way they do, um, I don't know. They make it very film twittery and very, what do you call it, millennial maybe. I don't know. I think it would be interesting to see what they would do because I, I like them as a studio. But Yeah, same. They've hit some misses, but I never, I never like hate what they do. No, they're what? probably the only ones making kind of half decent original content more than anyone else. So. Yeah, and pay it and paying people for it. Yeah. Yes, I but at the very good. least they'd be paying people for it. Exactly. Mm. Mm. I would uh, watch it wherever it goes, whatever ends up happening. But I do like the idea. I would be happy because they because I think who was it? Elijah Wood tweeted yesterday to say do what John Carpenter and Deborah Hill intended with Halloween 3 and make the next instalment more of an anthology instalment oh, do something yeah, new in that, the vein of it that would so be interesting that would be good too 
Mm. And that is what mm. Carpenter wanted originally, so something like that would be nice. I would like it. Would you let Elijah Wood play Michael Myers? <laughs> very small Michael Myers. <laughs> He'd be very diminutive. <laughs> very hairy feet. I would like, I would personally like a show called Haddonfield that focused on the town, not in the way that they were in the films, in the most recent films, keep that as it is, I was happy with them in the films, but create a TV series called Haddonfield, which is how a town actually dealing with the fallout from all of this terrible shit, like how Mm. horrendous it would be, in a bit of a Twin Peaks vibe, not that David Lynch surreal style, but you know, something traumatic happened in this town, and you see how all the people deal with the death of Laura Palmer. Something like that, but in Haddonfield, could could have legs. Yeah, yeah. Just don't make it 24 episodes. No, it will be. That's where, you, that's where it's going to get lost. Yes. That's where no one's going to watch it. <laughs> don't do 24 episodes. Just, just as, a, just as um, a footnote on this, do you guys actually watch any series that is in the 20s? Of amount Me, of episodes. Not anymore, no. I don't watch a lot of series anymore in general, but Yeah, I don't I, I mean think I, when I, you only look comedies. back on shows like yeah, like I remember like watching Seinfeld recently, that's but then you watch watch loads of them in one batch rather than waiting each week for one episode, one episode, one I don't think you could do it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I think comedy. Yeah, comedies can get away with it because it's a different kind of vibe, isn't what it? Because you kind of have actual your... dramas that are twenty four episodes. Well, you had things like Twenty Four and man. stuff used to be like that. didn't Twenty Four, yeah, Prison lost, Break, Walking yeah, Dead. True. They loved a twenty-something episode. And see, the thing is, break. and and Dexter as well, right or no? Uh, I don't, I don't think Dexter did do it. They went for like twelve or thirteen, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think they did. Yeah, I thought Dexter was right. going to be one of the first classy ones. Yeah. Twelve and thirteen or, is the right length. Sopranos <clears throat> did it on the final season. Yeah, but that was that's two series. They split it kind of, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. You did have the final episodes, and I don't think it was, wasn't it like ten and ten, wasn't it? Eight ten and, eight, and seven, I think it was. I don't think it went up to ten. Oh, it's not that bad. Okay, that's fine. I remember anyway, they had a specific box set for like the six or seven episodes, mm. and it felt mm. very special because it was like, oh fucking hell, a box set for just a small amount of episodes like that. Wow. Because it's treasure. Hmm. That is treasure. That is treasure. But yeah, it's like the thing that I don't like about stuff like that is when they commission it, you know the idea is like, right, what well, we want to get from A to B, we're just going to bring in a bunch of writers to slowly move the story forward, and it's like, ah, come on. Yeah, loads of filler. See, like Lost, Lost did that. If Lost was like a uh, nine or ten episode uh, run, it would have trimmed a lot of fat. I might have been in, more invested in something like that. But they just spent so much time when they got 24 episodes, it's just doing too much I know I'm a bit nostalgic with Lost but I always felt like they each episode kind of teased a little more of what the island was so I kind of liked it yeah but would you not rather bigger teases and quality over quantity well Lost is one of the best series ever created so (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is there's always a trick as well about one of them shows where you're watching Normally when it's 20 plus episodes, you watch 40 minutes and 35 minutes fuck all's happening. And then in the last five minutes, they put a twist that makes you go, oh, let's come back. And then you come back next week and you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is slow, this is boring, what's happening? And then they hook a twist. Mm, of course. Uh, you know they- who did it recently? David Lynch with the recent Twin Peaks. It was 18 episodes. 
Was it that many? 18. Oh, wow, I didn't realise. That was art, as opposed to anything else. Yeah, it was very different. <laughs> we were loving that we were watching that, weren't we, Ben? True art, that was beautiful. <laughs> I only found out the other day that the Boiling Point TV series starts on Sunday. I yes, it, was miles it does. Away. I saw an advert for it the other day, I was like, oh shit. I know. Oh, cool. I know. And Barantini's got a new film on Netflix. Wow, it's all going very on. Bad, very badly rated. It is badly rated, but I, you know, that could be racists because it's a an Asian man in the lead. So maybe it's all racists. Yeah, all racists, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, what's it called, Paul? Something like un. I don't even know. It's a one-word title, and it's basically about someone being accused of something. Maybe it's called accused. Okay, I'll check it out. Now I just need to know if you're, if you're right. I think it's accused or something similar to that. It's called accused. Look at well that. Done. Very good. He's accused very, of something online. I don't think they haven't said what it is in the promotional material, but they say a, a guy is accused of something online and has to deal with it. I, I, I saw a very quick, quick clip from it on Netflix, and it will look like it was one take again. I don't know if it, it, it was oh, just really? that scene, but yeah, there was no edits yeah, in might, the clip. It might have been just a way to promote it. Yeah, maybe. Just be like, look, it's a tape thing. I cheer for I cheer for Philip anyway, even though yeah. he's not a patron anymore. I cheer for him. Yeah, absolutely. Right, this uh, head towards what we're talking about today, Adam. This is your episode. What are we doing today? We are doing Army of Darkness, Army which of is Darkness. the third instalment of the Evil Dead franchise. I guess you it call is. it now. The amount of times I kept dead. calling this Army of Dead. Army of Deads. I kept calling it Army. I was typing in. It's like, why is it not appear? Why is it not coming up? <laughs> It's because this... that's a Zack Snyder film that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, right. Army of yeah. the Dead. And that's anyway. carrying on the Night of the Living Dead story, is it? Or not? No, it's a new thing. Oh, right. Is it? It's a new thing. Yeah, yeah, new thing. Oh, I thought that was him trying to do that story. No, he bought a, a sequel out of it, didn't he? Army of Thieves. And it was about um, a safe cracker, which was, wasn't very good. Sounds awful. Yeah, it was, I, don't, I don't really care that much for them. Right. Anyway, yes... Army of Darkness. That's what we're doing uh, from 1992. Uh, we will get onto it first. Let's uh, plug the patron. We got a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters where you can get exclusive episodes. You can come on the show. You can suggest films for us to do. You can just have a lovely time on the patron with bonus episodes. It's all very wonderful. We're doing an episode off this episode. What are we doing, Adam? We're going to talk about time traveling films. I wonder why. Yeah, time traveling. Do you have any idea why we're doing that, Ben? Uh, because he goes back in time in this film. <laughs> by George, you've got it. <laughs> yes, he it's does. inspired by that. <laughs> uh, it was very last minute, but I think I've got some good choices. I think so. Not, not the obvious ones. Well, I'll leave those to Adam. <laughs> I, ha- I have something. Uh, yeah, we'll see when we get there. You're going to have to wait and see, aren't you? We'll find out. You can find out people on our Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters. Adam, should we move somewhat towards talking about Army of Darkness and go on to the staple of every episode? Yes, we shall. Yes, we shall. We're going to do the quiz. You ready for your two questions? Come on, give us the rules. Why you got... You you just want to go straight into it every time. Well, I think people know the rules by now, but if there's anyone you haven't, you can rewind to the last episode and listen to the rules in that one. The amount of time you waste. The amount of time you waste doing this. I know. (laughs) I joke. Um, so I'm going to ask these guys two questions. <laughs> he jokes. He jokes. Joke, if I they joke. get the if they get the question wrong, 
they get the points. If they get the question right, they get the point. The scores currently stand with Paul has 23 and a half points. I have 21. And Ben is slowly catching up again. He has 19 points. Slowly. Are Getting you there. ready for question number one? Let's do it. Yes, let's have it. Ready? What does Ash mm-hmm. call his gun? Boomstick. Old Caroline. Oh, yeah. Paul got it right. <laughs> old Caroline. Oh, I don't know. I, thought I, hope it was old boom, I hope you said boomstick and not broomstick. No, I said, of, of course I said boomstick. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Paul Ben spoke over you at the same time, so it's not quite clear, but I'm just clarifying. <laughs> I, I was nowhere near it. Okay. <laughs> but I you... did know that, weirdly. That is one that I did know. It just it wasn't occurring to me in the time. What did you call it? Old Caroline? Yes. <laughs> that's your girlfriend's name, isn't it? Oh, well, maybe that's why it was in my head. Oh, maybe. Are you ready for question number two? Yes. Let's do it. Where does Ash work? S-Mart. Oh, fuck. Well, How dare you say <laughs> that so quickly? I just knew the questions that he was going to do today. This guy was it's always so going to get the, the questions from this fucking episode, wasn't he? I wasn't. I haven't seen this film many times, you know. You know this whole universe. You know it well. I, was, I, I think I know Adam too well to know what questions he's going to pick. <laughs> anyway, there's two points there for Paul. Thank well, you. He's, he is uh, just running away with it now, for sure. I'm six and a half points behind him, which means seven points, which means four episodes of me getting all the points in order to even overtake him. And we're at the end of September, <laughs> so we've probably got about eight episodes, seven episodes left of the year. Oh, dear. Well, now every episode counts. You know Jamie's going to cause chaos next week. That's true. Jamie will cause chaos. That's true. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you for those points. So what, what points are we on now? Just just give everyone a heads up. Come on, host. Come on, host. Sorry, you want the points? Yes. yes. Well, you got 25 and a half, and the rest of them say the same. <laughs> oh, dear. You hate saying the worst numbers, host. don't you? I know. He hates <laughs> saying anything beyond <laughs> the bare minimum. People can work that out. I said that gives Paul two points. They'd have to remember the scores. <laughs> no they actually care. They just know Paul's winning. I'm going to send you some vouchers, mate. Do you know that? Of what? And do you know where they will send you to? Manor School. Man, I wish I had a funny punchline for that. But <laughs> somewhere, I'll edit, I'll find a funny punchline and Paul edit it in in that moment. And no one could say I, anything to respond to your punchline or laugh at it. I That's feel like fine. by the time it gets the editing, I'm going to be like, he didn't send me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of a funny punchline in the next hour and, and I'll say it in this episode. <laughs> Very good. Should we move on to speaking about the film? Yes. Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. It's a 12 gauge double barreled Remington. S-Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right, this sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right, shop smart. Shop S-Mart. You got that? Now I swear. The next one of you primates even touches me. 
Yeah! Right, everyone, today we're doing Army of Darkness from 1992, the final film in our 1992 round. So this is capping off. Very exciting. Uh, the end of 92? The end of 92, that was so quick. This came around yeah. so quickly. One of the quickest uh, years we've ever blitzed through some for some reason. Mm, absolutely. Strange. Anyway, yeah, this is a spoiler episode. If you've not seen the film, then you might want to go watch it first and then come back. And you can listen to the episode in all its spoilerific details. Uh, there are some people who have been in films before. There's three people. Do you know any of them? Hmm. Well, the, the only Bruce other Campbell actor. must have been. No. Well, I don't, I don't know what he's going to get in. any of them. I don't think you're going to get any of them. Do you want me well, to just the, tell you? The only one that I that I imagine, because when she appeared in this, I was like, huh? She wasn't in the previous film. Is Bridget Fonda. Uh, I know. She was not. But she's not in the film. one of my questions. She hasn't? No? Nope. Okay. One of them's a very, very deep cut. That if you saw, or if you knew, you'd be like, oh, I know. I know what film we've done. And he's been in two of the films. It's a oh. man. Right. And he's always in horror films. He's in one of our favourite horror films, where he's part of a trio. Oh, Sidaik in this? No, 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 the other one. <laughs> oh, Bill Mosley? Yes, so you got one of the films we've done. Oh, uh, Three from Hell? Yeah, and the other one. That Bill Mosley was in? Yeah. Was it a horror? Yeah. It's possibly... I don't think he was in the new Halloween films. Um... They're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, God. I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd forgotten that. That was even him in that remake. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead remake. There yeah. you go. But he, wow. was, he was a very small role. I, would, I didn't even know he was in it myself. He's a, he plays one yeah. of the Deadite captains. So. Oh, well, that would. Yeah. That, yeah. Very nice. That like, checks out. Nice include some horror people in his films. Yes, very good. good. Uh, we've also got um, the guy who's been riding off of the coattails of his brother for many, many years. Oh. Ted Raimi. <laughs> oh, right, okay. He was. Didn't he write it? I don't know. I don't know. There was, there he, was two Raimis at the end of the film that wrote the film. Maybe. Maybe. He must have been one of the Raimis. Probably. But he was in Hard Target. And he was a man on the street. That's what he's credited as. Oh, wow. <laughs> I actually thought that was Sam Raimi when I saw him in this film. Ivan Raimi also wrote the film. Does it, there's two Raimis who, um, in this film, actually. Two of his brothers. But mm-hmm. Ted played, like, three parts in this film. But, he um, acted in this as well. Yeah. I think the uh, the thing. He's always He always is in his brother's films, normally. Interesting. Um, and then, lastly, another Night of the Living Dead um, connection. we got Pat- Patricia Tallman, who actually plays Barbara in the Night of the Living Dead remake. And she plays the witch... Mm. That's in the during the first time they see a witch when they go back in time. She's that witch. Oh, right. So there must be some kind of love for the Night of the Living Dead remake because that came out in 1990, did it? I guess. Yeah, it was around that yeah. time. That yeah, yeah, I guess the same sort of horror characters that would have been around at that point. Horror actors would have wanted yeah. to be in this. I guess. Yeah, that checks out. Hmm. Interesting. Didn't well, clock any of them. Hmm. Um, Adam, it's not, now time for you. Uh, what's the, the plot of this film? This film is about... It follows directly on from Evil Dead 2 and Ash. At the end of the film, if you watch it, he gets dragged back in time in a time warp. And now he is stuck in the 1300s, is it? Something around that time. 
medieval times and he has to defeat the army of darkness and get back and rescue a book to get back to his time rescue a book <laughs> the book was trapped it was damsel <laughs> shouting all the time I mean it had a face and a mouth it could have been it did it did <laughs> very good Adam very good um, uh, Ben you, you gave me the uh, the reins this episode I did you're the evil dead man it makes m- most sense it would be sacrilege for me to be talking about this I mean it's key just because I like evil dead too I don't really have a massive fondness of the rest of the series, really, apart from Evil Dead 2. But I, I happily took on the challenge, so let me give you some, some backstory of Army of Darkness. And we've got to start back in 1982. Yes, Sam Raimi. It was written and directed by him. In Evil Dead 1982, it's his feature directorial debut. Uh, Raimi and his friends, they produce a short film called Within the Woods as, as a proof of concept for this film. And that they, they built interests with potential investors, which secured $90,000 so mm. they begin work on the film. And that $90,000 produced The Evil Dead. So, time goes by. Raimi and producer Robert Tapper and Campbell began work on a sequel to The Evil Dead at the insistence of their publicist, Irvin Shapiro. And having endorsed the original film, author Stephen King brought the project to the attention of producer Dino De Laurentiis, who agreed to provide financial backing and assigned filmmakers a considerably larger budget than they had to work with the original film. So, you know, they get to do all the lovely effects that they wanted to do in even a better way, basically. Mm. <laughs> Although, Raimi had devised a premise... A different, a different sequel that, that actually happened that was set in the Middle Ages involving time travel. Does that sound very familiar? Ah, so he <laughs> wanted to do this as the sequel. Yes, yes, but the uh, De Laurentiis, he requested that the film be very similar to the original and uh, hence uh, this one, Evil Dead 2, considered both a remake and a sequel or a requel to the Evil Confusingly Dead. Confusingly similar. Yes, very confusingly similar. Strange. You watched the first one as well, Ben? I have watched the first one. Mm. Not recently, but I okay. have watched it. But don't you think it's even stranger that uh, Army of Darkness is like another requel because he redoes it again? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, all, they're all a similar plot. Because he, it's, an, it's a different girlfriend. It's a, a, He almost like does the origin and again of how he got there but it's not yeah, the same yeah he does the origin like of getting there again stra- three which is, times it strangely changes <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 hence finally after setting some uh, some groundwork in Evil Dead 2 and 10 years later Raimi finally in 1992 releases original intent for the sequel of the 1982 original Army of Darkness with a premise set in the middle ages and involving time travel like I wanted to do the, uh, the franchise that went on to a fourth film Evil Dead from 2013 which serves as a soft reboot and continuation and a follow up television series Ash vs Evil Dead which I started watching actually and I kind of enjoyed it but I just stopped watching it for some reason mm. and then also a fifth film which came out this year Evil Dead Rise have you have any of you seen it yet? I've no. seen it Scott no. saw it didn't he? yeah he it is, it for uh, us. yes he saw it for us yeah that was it correct yeah yeah uh, which I think is better than the uh, the Evil Dead from 2013, so it tops that one. I give them both a seven, though. It's not it's not major, but mm. then it also uh, it, Evil Dead also went on to do some video games and comic books as well. So it's a very big franchise on in yes. many different mediums. It is a and big that beast. Is the Evil Dead. 
Well done. What a compendium of the film there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So he uh, is he is a big name that Bruce Campbell. Everyone knows him is. because of because of this these films really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made his name off the back of I, I reckon Evil Dead Two shot him there where he needed to go, basically. Shall he was, we before- he, made, he made a name from Evil Dead, but yes. Evil Dead Two did it. Shall we give our ratings of, of Evil Dead original and the second one before we talk before we start speaking about Army of Darkness, or should we not reveal our ratings at all? Until no, the I think end? we should do that. I don't remember the f- I can't. I'm not going to talk on the first one because I don't remember it well enough to talk. I'm giving him a score, but I'm okay. Give I you saw score. it. What's your score of this first one? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. The first one, I think I gave it a seven. Yeah, I gave the first yeah. one a seven. I give I, I give the first one a seven too. And I watched it in 2019, and I don't really remember it. I watched it in the first year of COVID, I believe, at the cinema. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, did you? Cinema? Yeah, okay. on the big that screen. Heightened the experience for you, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I actually went out of way to watch every film I know you in did, this franchise. Because yeah. I thought, let me put a, a nail in that, let me give a ranking. I, you know I love a list. <laughs> you so I've got a list of all the rankings. Um, the first one, I actually gave a five. Oh, wow. That's surprising. So, yeah, I, I actually... I think it's a bad film. It's the I, I don't think the effects hold up. Like the, all the you know, whenever there's some kind of dead eye in it, it just looks like wearing they're wearing Leatherface's mask, but it's just a very bad prosthetic over their face, and it's like oh, this is so dumb. But then there's also some really good effects, but then immediately you're taken out with a really bad effect, and I think it's kind of boring as well. Mm. Well, so I do agree. It's it's largely boring and very slow and set in one location. Mm. And then I've the second just one. Seen, sorry, guys, to interrupt here, but I've just seen on Letterboxd that there's a film called My Name Is Bruce, and it's directed by Bruce Campbell, and it says B movie legend Bruce Campbell is mistaken for his character from the Evil Dead trilogy and forced to fight a real monster in a small town. That is going to be terrible. <coughs> Came out it's in two thousand and seven. So like, there's a poster in the background of the film that says "E Death of the Dead" instead of "Evil Dead" and everything. It looks. He looks Damn so me. old, and he's put on a bit of weight. What's the rating? It. What's the rating of it? It's a two point nine, which isn't awful, but you know, mm, probably right. people who love him so much that, like, yeah, the that cold I don't reckon that holds up. You say he looks uh, old. I think he's aging quite well, though. Yeah, he still he looks, looks good. This film here, it's like very early, mid noughties Sorry, I kind of like that HD quality. I don't know. It looks a bit. Also, can I say, I'm not sure if it was that it wasn't the first one. It's either Evil Dead 2. I think it's Evil Dead 2 rather than Army of Darkness. In fact, it's definitely Evil Dead 2. He reminds me a lot of you in it, Paul. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> the, the the way he looked. I know he has a he infamously has a massive chin, but it's not it's not the it maybe a bit of it is the chin, but it's the it's, hair. it's it's it is the Got hair dark, dark and hair. All, but also he acts how I imagine. If you were in that film, if you were making that film, <laughs> he acts how I imagine you would also act in those scenarios too. Why well, I died. Yes. Your sort of like Vine personas and all of that sort of stuff was very Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I get that. I can see where you come from there. Yes. I don't mind taking that. That's a compliment to me. <clears throat> take it, take it. It's, mm. it's meant as a compliment. Yeah. But it won't then, be when you tell uh, us your rating uh, of Evil Dead 2. <laughs> Well, go, well, my well, my rating. I tell you this, my, well, I would love to I've talk seen about your Army of Darkness. You put Yeah. Okay. Well, you've seen you've seen my review. The, the, anyway, the thing with Evil Dead Two is, at first, I was really like, "Oh fuck this," because I didn't understand why 
they were just creating the story again obviously you've explained it now but at the mm-hmm. time i was like what why is he going back to the cabin he he's acting like he doesn't know anything about his books and that was a bit jarring and then it very quickly got to the demons and it was like okay this is the same thing over and over and over again however it was the special effects were great they very were. very good and constantly mm. enjoying them but it was a bit like but this is all i'm enjoying about this because that th- there is nothing else to it it's it's not scary i never found it funny and i know that people sort of like to think it's funny but I, it wasn't funny it was just like i'm just just show me the effect fine i like that one i didn't like that one and it was that kind that kind of thing i actually prefer the first one because I want it. I wanted it to be a bit of a horror movie, and the original Evil Dead, silly as some of the visual effects might be and primitive as they may be, it was still going for something kind of spooky. Like I, I can't remember what scared me, but there were a couple of bits that were creepy in the original one, that was unsettling and disturbing, a little bit, but that wasn't really there in this second. In this second, the second mm. one was just like here's a special effects fest, which was f- fine for that. I enjoyed it on yeah. that level. Yeah, I get that. It was almost I mean, like a weird kind of original stoner film in that kind of way. It's stupid and fun, but in a very silly kind of adulty way, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. It kind of felt like it was in that kind of level of... Yeah. I give it a six. What did you give it, Adam? I gave it an eight. Um, on the rewatch, oh, wow. it was... I was thinking, why did I enjoy this so much? And then towards the end, it all kind of just clicked for me and it went, it went weird and wacky into the other realm. I was like, you know what? This is a good, fun film. Like, there is something fun to be had with these films and I have enjoyed my time watching it. Again, like you said, it's nothing scary. It's nothing that. It's just kind of fun and a bit stupid and a bit wacky. And I kind of, mm. and the effects were great. And I was like, you know what? I did have a good time watching that film. Hmm. I mean, I, I kind of let, let everyone know last episode, but... And you guys know that I, I think this film's great. I give it a... Mm. Okay, this is the thing, though. I I had it as a 10 out of 10, but since watching it again, I've dropped it to a 9 out of 10. Because I feel oh, like really? since... Yeah, since um, I, I watched it all those time, times ago, I, I feel like my rating parameters have changed and I kind of know by feeling now what that should get kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, it's got to a 9, but I I think it's fantastic. Just for those those reasons, you... you as, when I was watching it, I was like... This is not a Ben film. Oh no! If I, I watch knew, this film, I, I would have Paul, you need to watch this film. This is well yeah. up your alley. And you know, Ben, you can tell watching that film. You know that's that's a me kind of film. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And um, yeah, I that that is all me. All the the goofiness, the silliness, the over the top practical effects. I I thrive on that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah nine the, out of ten for me. There was there was a moment in it where he oh, I can't remember exactly what it was but I feel like something has bitten onto his hand in the cabin and he comes out and he's like screaming and shouting and there's blood spurting and whatnot and it was just a whole set piece and I was like this this is Paul all over it this this yeah. Paul will <laughs> love this stuff and the thing is I didn't I didn't dislike that I didn't dislike it mm. it was just for me I was like well I, let's have a little something else with it though as well you know yeah yeah. It was what? like a, it was like a, 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 a um, ghost house at a, a funfair kind of thing aesthetic. You go in and it's like you know it's wacky and goofy, and you're like, oh look at that, oh, look at the eyeballs there, and that kind of thing. But it's yeah, like yeah, you, know, yeah. you know it's yeah. fakery, and it's kind of like oh look at that. But it's yeah, yeah. that. That's kind of you know. I get that. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, but um, what I always 
whenever I come out the end of the film, I always come out thinking, man, that film must have been so much fun to make. And I think that's just like, that film is the fun of filmmaking. It's like to be in that film, making mm. that film, it must be so much fun. I don't know. I, sometimes I think the more fun it looks on camera, I, I reckon the less fun it actually was behind the camera. Well, because maybe. Of the, but, but equally, it's like, yes, if you were making that film, you would have a lot of fun. Yeah. If yeah, I was I making so. that it's film true. after the first day, I'd be like, what, are we going to do this every day, are we? Mm. Well, anything, we're coming it... here squirting blood every day, are we? Oh. <laughs> is anyone going to act? No? Okay. Oh. <laughs> I think it, I think what I mean is when you come at the end of it, you think, I feel v- very creatively driven that I kind of just want to make something myself, regardless of whether it's something exactly like that. It's just I want to make something. It's just the fun of making film. Yeah. That's what what see that, that, that takes the box box for you? Like I would I would get for me that would be like if I saw like when I saw Glenn Gary Glenn Ross for the first time, I was like fuck, yeah. I want to I want to write that. I want to write that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But right, uh, go on. Uh, and, uh, I have to say, having seen Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. it ch- changes my view on Evil Dead Two. Like there was a ret- I had to give a retrospective review okay. to Evil Dead Two. But we'll talk. We talk about that as we move on to actually talking about Army of Darkness. I guess. Okay, wicked. That's exciting. Um, yeah, Adam, this is your pick, so you get to decide uh, order of first impressions. All on that note, I kind of want to hear what Ben's going to say. So Ben can go first, <laughs> I will go second, and I kind of think we know where Paul's going to be, so I'll save him to the end. I don't okay. know where Paul's going to be. So so as I just alluded to there, what I wasn't prepared for was how, to- how not totally different, but how very different the experience is to Evil Dead 2, because while I didn't think I was enjoying Evil Dead 2 at the time, because I was like, this is so repetitive about 10 15 minutes into army of darkness i was like bring back evil dead 2 because this is so fucking boring it's like instead of going for special effects which they did i know they do have special effects in army of darkness it was like let's let the fact that it's in the past be the thing that everyone's going oh it's so cool he's in the past it was like this is boring as hell and all of the visual effects were crap by comparison there was a little bit that was a computer animation that would go over the screen for flying demons and that was shit and there was a little bit later on that was good which was the the sort of um stan winston style of the army of skeletons marching which was okay that's kind of aesthetically cool but overall it was so unappealing to watch it was so boring and none of the jokes landed Ash was an asshole. He was he suddenly became a dickhead who was up himself the whole time, which in the previous two, I thought I was annoyed by him screaming and all the time in in the other ones. At least in that one he had no ego. Now he has a fucking ego on him all the time. I hated it. It was so boring. I didn't care about the the setting at all. I was like if you were going to make this film, you should have kept it in the fucking cabin. Just make the whole Evil Dead film all over again because it had nothing for me. I didn't enjoy it whatsoever, and I, there was a long while there where I was like, "Is this worse than Buffy? Is is Buffy actually good compared to this fucking thing?" But no, wow. it's not as bad as Buffy. It's not as bad as Buffy, but it's a bad, bad film. At least it, it did some things, I guess, with um, special effects. The only special effect of note in this film that I was like, oh, I guess that's kind of funny, is when he got his face trapped in the book and he was shaking it many, many times and it kept changing. Oh, his massive chin. 
Yes, that, that is a bit was the fine. film I'm going to remember for a and long actually, time. Actually, and the other, the, and the only other memorable or noteworthy thing in the film was the very ending when he goes back into his S Mart. If that's where you said he worked, Paul, was it S Mart? Yeah, yeah. It made me think. Well, you know what? The third film should have just been set in the S Mart because that oh, looked kind of interesting. interesting. This okay. is very interesting. I've got something well, to tell you then. Well, th- and and basically. To conclude, it made me look back at Evil Dead 2 and go, that was such a good film by comparison to this. <laughs> by comparison. <laughs> and that's the funny thing. because you like, actually going to change uh, your rating of Evil Dead 2 then? Or not that no, much? I'm not, I'm not going to change it, but I acknowledge that it's better. But it's, it's interesting because in normal terms, if I'd ever watched Evil Dead 2, I never would have gone on to watch Army of Darkness. Even with that cliffhanger at the end, I just wouldn't have gone on to watch it. Right. But now that I have seen it, I look back on Evil Dead 2 and I can appreciate more what Sam Raimi did in that film than what he did here. And it's it's ironic that this is what he actually wanted to do, because the thing that I enjoyed more was the vanity, was the money project, the thing that he got given shitloads of money to to make instead of the thing Mm. he actually wanted to make. I also don't think Sam Raimi as a director is not for me personally. I don't he's never made a, a great film for me. I think Drag Me to Hell is probably the thing I enjoy most from all the yeah. Spider-Man films. What do you He's think? He's very comic booky. You know, that's what yeah. he's all about. Yeah. So there you go. Wow, I was not expecting that. I didn't expect you to enjoy it. I will say that when I was watching it, I was thinking, and especially after seeing your review of Evil Dead 2, I was like, okay, yeah, Ben's not going to be on board with this. But well. I didn't think you'd be comparing it to Buffy. There you go. <laughs> anyway... Um, I will say again, I don't think this is as good as Evil Dead 2. Um, this film felt very repetitive, in my opinion. It felt very... It felt like when a new scene was happening, I was like, are we sure we just haven't seen this happen like 20 minutes ago? Is my, is my link broke or something? Am I re-watching the same bits over and over again? Mm. There were some good <clears throat> set pieces in it that I will remember. I definitely remember the little chin bit and all of that and I kind of enjoyed the battle towards the end I thought okay that's when it kind of lent a bit more into that weird and wackiness that you did enjoy in the Evil Dead 2 and it had a chance to show off a little bit more <coughs> but yeah overall I don't think it was as good as the other ones and yeah I don't know what else to say for now there you okay go. okay um, so me um, I'm very very interesting by the way I, I don't know whether to get into it now or wait. Could wait till the end. I'll just say it now. We um, uh, what, so you both watch it on YouTube, yeah? Yes. Yeah. We watch different cuts. Oh, really? Yeah. There's so you watch the S Mart version where he goes back to S Mart and there's a massive shootout where he's shooting. Yeah. A, uh, yeah. Yeah. So my ending, he, uh, so the whole thing where he gets the potion. It isn't just have the potion and you'll go back to your time. It's how many drops you have of this potion is another uh, hundred years. Anyway, he he takes one too many drops and he goes past his his time and ends up in the future where it's 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 basically a parody of Planet of the Apes where he's okay. in the future now and the whole of the world is just destroyed and that was gonna be the next film. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and I so like your so like end better. So I wait, like what, better. I've watched them both. What cut was that then, the one you watched? What was that, the theatrical or the director's? That was the director's cut. So the theatrical cut is the one they showed in cinemas with the S-Mart one. Right. Because I did watch it, and then when I backed out of my YouTube link, I did realise the next video along was the director's cut. 
Mm. And I was going to ask Ben, like, well, which one did you watch? And I couldn't, I didn't have time to really watch another film. Oh, so did they have both of them on there then? Yeah, they are both on there. Oh, okay. Mm. I had no choice. I just watched it and it was that. <laughs> okay, well, um, as I said, I'm a big fan of Evil Dead 2 and I have been since I like first got into film. And although I've seen Army of Darkness a couple of times, I, I never really recognised anything other than number two from my collection kind of thing. So, And especially the original, because I, I really don't actually like it, as I said. But the the journey this, these films go on is insane. Like, go and see the first and then the third film out of context and you'd be fucking baffled, <laughs> wouldn't you? You'd be mm, like, yeah. I know you were baffled already about what was going on, but, that, but I think the tone is so tonally different. And um, which is why I thought like it was a crazy idea that Raimi's original plan was to make Army of Darkness the original sequel because I was like that doesn't work. The tone shift would have like been so bizarre because I don't I don't actually think the first is that that wacky really. It's just it's going for the horror. I don't think it's really wacky, but um, if anything, it's just it's boring with some interesting effects, but mostly terrible effects. But uh, I think the perfect balance of the two is Evil Dead 2 because it's it's certainly slapstick, but it also comes from like the darkness and the horror is very prevalent in it. So in my eyes, the first was too serious. The second's just right, but Army of Darkness goes a little bit too far with how tongue-in-cheek it is. And it also doesn't help that it's, it's mostly in daytime because you see a hell of a lot of strings on people <laughs> or <laughs> objects floating hmm. and, 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 and some of the layering of shots in this, especially like the big ash against the mini ashes is terrible especially when you're in watching in hd it must have been fine watching it back in the day well, when the they got the little spear yeah it's like they're different colors it's like you can see the layering it's weird chelsea walked in and on that part and she was like what the fuck <laughs> are you watching and i was like i don't really know <laughs> and just in general most of the set pieces are just a little too over the top and and most likely the reason i, f- I feel is it's because of how tame it all feels like when you're comparing two and three a man magically <laughs> cutting his own arm off and shouting who's laughing now <laughs> like that is dark and funny <laughs> he's cutting his own arm off shouting that and it hits it hits more record of me and this is like like willow or a film like cut from the same cloth which in all honesty i mostly don't normally go for yeah but, you don't like those sort of films yeah yeah but that is me merely like saying why i prefer it over evil dead 2 Eat prefer no prefer if this less than Evil Dead Two, and um, I think this film has something that those other fantasy type films like Willow don't, and I think that is Bruce Campbell. I think I think he's bloody likable. I know what you mean about he's he's quite up himself, but he comes across. I still like him, and I think he can easily deliver a cheesy line, and that kind of ties the silliness together in a way that kind of makes it work. Just about and. So yeah, that's my first impressions. His all his one-liners in this and in Evil Dead Two, mm. I know from a video game called Duke Nukem in the nineties, where they must the creator of Duke Nukem must have just loved the Evil Dead films because yeah, Duke Nukem yeah. says all of his lines and and I was waiting for him in this to say hail to the king baby which is the final line of the film in the cut me and adam watched yes. in the smile that's what he says because yeah, yeah. that's duke nukem says that all the time when he like oh, reloads his shotgun and everything and i was waiting for that line to come up but i did i did find him in this one unlikable because he, he, was, w- a, he was he was a, a brat at the end of the second film when he lands there 
they're all worshipping him and he's going, no, no, no. And it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Nice cliffhanger, leave it there. Mm-hmm, but this time, mm-hmm. we like he just retcons that immediately and he's in I chains. Don't. He's in chains. <laughs> and then he's real cocky. Like he's, he's lying there with all the women around him feeding him grapes and stuff. I know, no, he's I like, he like immediately that. had enough of all the, all the stuff that was happening to him. It's like, oh, I yeah. don't care anymore. I'm just going to be horrible to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I agree with you. I do agree with you, but there's something about Bruce Campbell that I still enjoy seeing him in the mm. scenes, even though he's such an idiot kind of thing. Um, do you think the best way is to just tackle this in chunks? And like, I think there's very big sections that we can just talk about and say what we did then. You steer this shit because I've got to tell you, boys, the whole Mm. thing is one massive blur to me. I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't tell you what happened when. If I I give you like a general overview of like Mm -hmm. a thing, then I think we talk. I think we should we should talk about the beginning and just say were you confused that yeah they kind of do just retcon stuff at the beginning. I think it's so so strange that the fact that he does a new a new basically how I got here with a new actress and weirdly that she was an actress we we knew as well yeah I know and then he gets to the medieval times and then it's just a different scene again it's like he doesn't shoot a monster out the sky yeah he just immediately gets arrested and it's like so is this just a new a new new film Like, like imagine at the version. time if if you were a big fan and you were waiting to see how the ending of the second one paid off like literally mm. you were living through it and it was like yeah we're just going to completely remove that do you know what that would have been like is if we went to see Halloween ends and mm. that bit of Michael Myers getting back up and killing Judy Greer was just like they Not just there. didn't do that anymore Michael Myers yeah. died that night actually were beaten by the townspeople you'd be like hang on you just showed us something completely different in the last film yeah it's a very strange choice just to mm. I mean and it's such a it's such a small thing they could have just used footage they already had to tell the story yeah but they but he wanted to go back and shoot it again and and then just change such a subtle thing of shooting that monster out of the sky and it's like we well, could have just had that and then somehow they yeah. turn on him yep so it was kind of like oh it, it, I, f- I totally forgot they did that. I thought it was, a, it was straight carrying on. So it's a bit of a... It set me back a bit. I was like, oh, it, it, he, it's almost like he's just doing a recall of Evil Dead 2 now as well. I know. That's just what it was. Maybe it's because Strangely. the money men forced him to make that ending in the previous film and he just never wanted it for some personal reason. Maybe because, mm. like you said, he, want, he, he wanted to have that futuristic ending where it's more like Planet of the Apes and in a way that Evil Dead 2 ending is kind of Planet of the Apes-y. Yeah, yeah. It's a strange one. It's a strange mm. one. But anyway, he gets to this medieval time. He wins the favour of people, and it's this this whole altercation between him and the medieval people. I thought it was it's quite cool. The whole boom the boomstick thing. Or did you were you annoyed at that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't think any of the characters are really that great. In the film. They're not. They're all very forgettable. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, and and half the time it is just most of the film Ash on his own. It's like they're just trying to almost redo Evil Dead Two again. Like when he yeah. goes to the windmill, it's like it's okay. We're back to Evil Dead, like Evil Dead we know now. But it is so strange. It just doesn't feel. It is so fantasy. Like the whole medieval thing. There's a guy called Arthur. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now we're in King Arthur's times. Yeah, yeah. 
and and the monsters are a bit silly like when he goes into the hole yeah it's it's goofy it is like it's like um that author terry pratchett kind of silly fantasy like quirky odd fantasy horror as opposed mm. to like they've gone so far removed from the original evil dead which is kind of scary demons to the sequel well, which it is meant like to be like night of the living dead the first like the first one's based on that weren't they because of like the whole cabin in the woods kind of horror it's a different kind my... of thing though because they're like it... demons as opposed to yeah, like zombies I know, but it's kind of the same in my opinion it's the same mate but spoken like a true non-horror fan that is isn't it I know. <laughs> i'm here to annoy that's you right hit, you picked it to annoy the horror fans he, he absolutely did he threw in a fucking horror fantasy film into the mix between two horror fans and said feast on that you pigs i hate you all but that that is that's ultimately the thing with those fantasy characters that are added it's like well what is this now because if the first was a horror film kind of and the second was a horror comedy this is now fantasy comedy because this is there's yeah. no real horror here there's monsters but it's not horror yeah. it's fat now it's fantasy comedy now you know what this film reminded me of it, it i mean it's far inferior to it but it just reminded me of uh, holy grail monty python's holy grail there was a lot of yeah, that yeah 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 and I it's think like, he, that is, if I want to see a period comedy, I'll watch that. I think this is very much pastiche in a lot of those films, isn't it? Like, the, even to the fact that half the the promotional posters, like, one was spoofing Conan. And, like, I feel like they're very trying to, tongue-in-cheek, let's just do a remake of all those films from yeah. back in the day of, of this kind of style. Which is it, fine. It's Which fine. fine. It's they just, but that. you've also kind of got to be slightly invested in the setting, I guess. Like mm. you got to be, you got to be, you kind of got to think, oh well, being in medieval times is cool. I like this as a idea, and I, 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 I mean, at the time, it probably was quite revolutionary and quite inventive. I you reckon? Say so, yeah. The only thing I would say from this film is. I had to double check it was actually 92 because it does feel like it was made if you said this was like mid 80s like yes. a year or six months like it has that kind of feel and that I kind agree of production with that. value yeah with you. I know whereas I think like mm-hmm. the new 90s was a decade like it's about come cleaner there's like when you compare this to the way that I know it's a completely different budget but the way of a few good men looks like the yeah. quality the production value behind it is a little bit it's still puppets on strings and I know Mm. that's what it is and it should be but it doesn't feel like it's made in 92 and I didn't say that's something to its detriment but at the same time it's no, but aesthetics you know what? but at the same time it's yeah you are right because I think that is to its detriment when you think the thing that I'm being harsh about with Evil Dead 2 is oh it's just spectacle it's just spectacle but what year did Evil Dead 2 come out? 87 or something so yeah it was three years before, five so years that's, before that's mm. good for 87 I can imagine people in 87 having seen that at the cinema and being like I'm buying a ticket again I'm going to see that again I'm going to see that again and that being quite cool for the time whereas you're right for 92 this in the cinema I can't imagine anyone even if you enjoyed the first two films being like I'm going to buy a ticket and go and see that again because mm. there just isn't there isn't enough there's no meat on the bone for you to really I mean, chew there's got to be a reason why he didn't get to make his Planet of the Eight ones afterwards but maybe because nobody knew about it because they didn't get to see that cut of the film but that's true that's true yeah that's probably it 
<laughs> and <laughs> it is, even, even though Bruce Campbell is an arsehole in this, I mean, he is still the only thing that is worth watching in it. Like, that's what you kind of hinge that's on. Like, for. And then you yeah. say, like you say, Paul, there's a lot of scenes that are just him off in the room, but that's that's why, isn't it? Mm, mm. And I think, um, so just taken from this segment, there are a couple of lines I still enjoy. Like, I like the, uh, when he's talking to Henry the Red, and he's talking about leading, and he's like, you're leading two things, Jack and shit, and Jack left town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember that? That was good. Uh, well, so like, um, when when the, the witch comes, and he's like, yo, she bitch, let's go. Hated that. <laughs> That's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I hated that. That was like, oh, come on, man. Donald Trump supporters I like that. I still like it. Ball. I still like it because I like Ash. That's because yeah, you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> of course, of course, I am. I wonder. Is it, what? Do you reckon he is? Yes. Have we looked into his background? <laughs> oh, no, Bruce Campbell's going to be as Democrat as we Democrat can't be do- as they We come. can't be doing this every week or every act. <laughs> That's a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reckon Bruce Campbell is... Uh, hang on, right, let's do it. Bruce Campbell, <laughs> Trump. Uh, Hates him. Bruce Campbell corrects Donald Trump supporters on fake photo. Oh, okay, so someone must have taken a photo. Okay, yeah, no, he's not a Trump supporter. Safe. Oh, that's good. He's safe, he's safe. <laughs> so, Yoshi, it's let's go, that's all good. Okay, fine, we'll allow it. <laughs> Even though I didn't but, like it. like... Your shoelace is untied. Rubbish. Yeah. Childish. Childish Although, stuff. although, they uh, when he said that, I thought, you've missed uh, the, the funnier punchline. They don't have shoelaces. For, for the guy to go, what's a shoelace? That, that <laughs> yeah, could have been funny. I, I thought that was going to be the punchline. I was thinking, I'm going to see <laughs> shoes to me. He won't, have sho- he won't have shoelaces. Or, even funnier, have him look down and he's at, and he is wearing shoes with shoelaces and he goes, oh, thank you. Because <laughs> they are untied. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> just there, I mean, you That's just did two joke better jokes. <laughs> two better jokes than what they did in the film. <laughs> and we get the the crate in the hand segment, uh, and he does the groovy line again. So it's groovy, another line that um, Duke Nukem says. That's the Duke Nukem, yep. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, Duke Nukem says them better. He goes, groovy. Well, but he, wouldn't have said, he wouldn't have said them at all if he That's didn't true. say it first. He, so. he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have. Mm. Hail to the king, baby. That's that is, how he I mean, say that's it. good. That's a good line. That's a good line. Yeah, but and, I, um, it, I, I want Duke to say it. I don't want Bruce course, to say it. Of course, because you prefer you prefer Duke over over this film. That's why. Yeah. Um, I I don't like the relationship between him and the woman. No. Nope. And then they randomly just have a sex scene. Just and a I don't rubbish know why. One. I don't know why. Like they, she was slapping him one minute, and then they're just having a sex scene. Yep, and he's just like, "Give me some sugar, baby." Yeah. Oh, ugh. it just, was yeah. Ugh. <laughs> because it's a very bro film, isn't it? That's why I think it kind of lets it down. Yeah, it does feel it is more brosy, isn't it? That's what I mean. Ash isn't like that in the second one, is he? He's saying one-liners. There is but a bit not where he like is that. too. He is mm. too focused on just getting home rather than trying to everything else, like I help think- everyone, but. I think that's the thing. He in in the second one, he he barely speaks because half of the time he's just getting chased or something and he's screaming. Yeah. So we didn't get a sense of his real personality apart from just some one-liners. I'm glad we didn't see his personality. Yeah. So luckily, he, you got all his personality in this one. Um, mm. They they set him on a quest to go get the book. So we get the the whole segment of 
of the windmill with all these small ashes. What are you thinking? Mm. Pointless. It was a bit just weird. Th- it's just, it is a little bit childish, isn't it? Childish this fantasy, is, yeah. This and, is what I'm... And this, sticking a, uh, the pitchfork in his bum and him screaming, it's like, no, no, because we know pitchforks are not razor blades. If you <laughs> if you ran a pitchfork at a man's ass, it would bang him and it would be mildly uncomfortable. Well, you, wouldn't, actually, you wouldn't scream. Ben, actually, Ben, it was a fork. It was a pitchfork, yeah. It was... Yeah, a small fork. Oh, was it? Because he's a little person. He's not holding a big pitchfork. Oh, yeah, that's true. So why is he screaming over a fork, silly boy? I mean, if someone stabs you with a fork in the bum, that's going to hurt. Well, there's yeah, a common theme. Deep cover. Oh, <laughs> get people getting hit in the bum. <laughs> there you go. And he was screaming out that door too. That's true. There we go. There's, I there's don't another like that. See, that's like Home Alone. It's like, that's like you know, in Home Alone, when Harry is burnt with the blowtorch and he's screaming, going, blah, 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 blah. "That's funny," but not Ash doing it when little versions of himself have stuck him with a fork in the bum. I know it's it's it does like this is this feels very much like those fantasy films. Like this is what you would get in in Willow or in Labyrinth. It kind of well, yeah, it kind exactly. of reminded me a bit of like if Pirates of the Caribbean was made in that kind of time as well. Yes. There was that, that stu- kind of that film. kind of effect, but yeah. Yeah. It is it and is it certainly d- more family friendly than the other two. It feels like a fa- a, f- a film that the kids could watch almost. Mm. And it doesn't help that the 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 laying of the shots is so bad like it's, it did you see the color difference? It was like Not it was really. almost like one was faded, one was one was HD, one was like as if like the lighting, the, but the you contrast had been turned out so much. Restoration of the film over time, they might have, might have tried to restore it, and that's sometimes what can happen. I don't know, but it was no good. It just made it look silly. Like you could see that it was mm. it was like a green screen half the time or something. And you know yeah. me, I, I need the effects to be good. Come on, guys, sort yourself I, out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Let's see, like, it, it was just, it was the whole, it was caught in a no man's land between the first and the second. The first had the story, if it not the effects, and the second had the effects, but not the story. And this just didn't have either pulling it. Mm. it and it pinned everything on Ash being in this, in this setting. Mm. Well, he didn't even care about being in. He wanted to just get away from. Which is fine. At least it gives his character a purpose. Like in the other ones, he's just screaming. At least in this one, it's like, get me home. So he has a drive. Fine. I'd want to get home too. I wouldn't want to stay in medieval lands. Mm. Might get syphilis or something. Well, you certainly we'll get- would. There's no protection back then. <laughs> we get a good effect coming up, though. It's a, a good one? practical effect of, of when this other ash is splitting out of him. I mean, it's very goofy looking, but at least oh, it's they've a got the two nice heads practical their effect. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, is good, like a whole, actually. A whole body's like hanging out the side of his body. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. That is good. Uh, um, and then you get this whole segment of them just fighting against each other. What do you think? Uh, yes, didn't really like it. <laughs> you, can, you can take that as my answer for pretty much everything that you now bring up, Paul. <laughs> Apart from the, the jaw bit. Apart, apart, from, from, which, apart from getting his face caught in the book, yes. But even that was stupid, but I allowed it because I kind of liked the effect. See, I think out of everything, that was probably the one thing that went too far for me. Oh, <laughs> really? <face> thing. <laughs> yes. Because it was so like like Bugs Bunny. Like, why is his face stretching? Well, the reason I liked it was it was a, sim- like, it was a simple 
concept, which is we're not going to... The camera stays on him. Yes, it's edited mm. when he shakes his head and it goes all blurry, but the camera stays on him as we see three or four different faces. And it's like, it's impressive because each is a practical effect and the camera isn't cutting away. So it's the illusion that you're actually seeing it, even though you know that there's an edit in there when he's shaking his head. Mm. But mm. I, I quite liked it. I think I think the, the reason I didn't really like it was because I feel like in this world where Ash is a human and he's fighting off against these like weird creatures and demons mm. that that kind of takes out that oh no this guy's a cartoon yeah but i mean like uh, yes but he's in medieval land i know all of a I sudden <laughs> and I it's already gone cartoony i know <laughs> none of us do care for it <laughs> it's it, the, it, uh, i would i don't know if he had chosen not to go to medieval lands if the third one set somewhere else would have been better but it almost seems to me the minute that Raimi decided it's going to be set in 1300 AD that that was all he really needed to think about he didn't need to put any more effort into it then it's going to be set then and the audience will just love that everything that we do is of the time everything's knights and princesses and castles and moats and witches it's like no man yeah. Also, we've seen we've seen Lord of the Rings now. We've seen Game of Thrones. We've seen that shit done very well. <laughs> Do you like? Like, I quite enjoyed the the segment of the skeletons <laughs> with his uh, when he's so close to the ground and they're like trying to punch him in the face and then trying to poke him in the eyes. And he puts his hand up to stop them doing it. Yeah, that was they funny. Cover, they cover either side and poke him in the eyes. Yes. Okay. That was funny as well. <laughs> I thought that was quite a good little little joke. Yes. Yeah, and, that and was. all around him, all the all the tombstones like firing off like rockets into the sky. I, there is a funny film and I, a, a funny moment in a film, and I can't remember what it was, where a man is fighting a cat, and the man <laughs> tries to stick do that V fingers to, to poke the cat in the eyes, and the cat puts his paw up to block it. And I surely thought, it's that scary was funny. movie too. Is that what it is? And there's the Rocky scene. Rocky. Where, he's fought, where, where she's fighting the cat like it's a Rocky moment. It's like all the sweat's coming off her face and the cat's beating her up. I know what you mean. I'm not sure. Maybe it is. I've, I mean, it could have been. I thought it was a man. I thought. I feel like it was Ben Stiller fighting a cat. Anyway, whatever it is. Mm. Well, that's that's another patron. Cats fighting people. Cats fighting best, people patron. Best, yeah. The best of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I like, I like the line of how... <laughs> How how this uh, skeleton bit ends because he's like, keep your filthy bones out of my mouth. <laughs> yes, but, but that also that. felt like that felt like what is that? Is that meant to be a reference to something? No, because they're literally poking all his, into his different eye sockets and mouth and stuff and all these. I just thought it's funny and like, a nice you. way to end that segment. You were enjoying it. I was enjoying it. I was enjoying that segment, um, and uh, we go on. Uh, Ash 2.0 even though he's been killed he comes back as some weird demon with a skull helmet on and some weird mouth <laughs> I don't know why he just transformed into a demon and he's leading the army of the dead because he never said the phrase that he was supposed to say when he picked the book up that's right and he said something along those lines he says something like mm. that and of course you see naked women in chains brief shot you have to have some naked women in it Mm-hmm. I didn't, they didn't see any boobies, though. No. 
No, I did. Not in our cup. Yeah. Oh, the, that's interesting. Yeah, about to say, mm. I thought almost like it was almost like all classy. Like, okay, you you got your point across without actually purely doing it for the sex. But did did um did the evil Ash rip the the princess's clothes off? Or I think she's a princess. Yeah, he did, mm. yeah he did rip it off. But um yeah, but you don't see her naked. But that's that's the moment where you see I think two women in chains walk by the in front of the shop oh, okay. and they're just naked. Yeah, none of I don't them. remember it. Yeah, yeah, didn't need it, but you know, this is what people like to do back then. Just get some naked <laughs> women for no reason. Um, then we get the whole scene of him trying to help get the town. He he back he backs away at this moment, doesn't he? And he, he says he he's going to go home. I've done what you needed, and then he has a change of heart. He's being the selfish person he is, but he mm. decides no, I'm going to fight for this town, and it's very Lord of the Rings this bit. Yeah, it is. Well, they're like, you can have my bow. Yeah. <laughs> you can have my... <laughs> there was a Legolas in him. <laughs> you can have my axe. Hey, may- maybe Sam Raimi was a huge fan of Tolkien and read the books, so... Maybe. You know. Do you reckon that line's in the book? <laughs> it's got to be, hasn't it? Well, you can have I my bow. A... Yeah, surely. And you can have my axe. They say yeah. it, They say it's... Um, I swear they say it in the first one, but when they, they're forming the Fellowship... Yeah, that's and they're it. offering, but they're, they're but it's before they've gone to war. But when they're green to go on the walk, and they're all in the circle. Yeah, and yeah, it's like that's, them that's, saying, that's yeah, what they're doing correct. here as well. Yeah, so they're saying you can offer. I'm offering my services to you. We're not like in the yes. height of battle where he was, mm. or just about to go into battle. This is months before battle. <laughs> Apparently, that's the only line that Legolas ever says to Frodo in the entirety of the trilogy. Oh, is it? Yeah, you can have my bow. That's it. The two, the two. Did you, never talk that or did you actually know that? No, I saw because I saw it. It's one of them things. Those videos online. That's like every time that Legolas spoke to Frodo in Lord of the Rings, and it's him going, "And you can have my bow." And then the video ends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I enjoy videos like that. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a uh, the massive battle segment. Um, it's just battling. Just battling. There's some good. There's some good skeleton effects. There's some good skeletons. Yeah, it's that Ray yeah. Harryhausen style of like Jason of the Argonauts staggered stuff that is like yeah. nice to look at. But like that leader, the the leader of it all is just so unconvincing here. And and because it's comedy relief. Like every time something happens, he's going. Oh, yeah, he's oh, parody, isn't he? It's like, oh, come on, man. He's not scary. No, and it's fine. Like if uh, is this for kids? If it's for kids, fine. But That's now, the thing, like, this yeah. is the third film in the Evil Dead trilogy. And it's like an 18, I swear. It's rated I'm sh- 18. I'm sure it must be, but, like, mm. you know, why? Yeah. It is very, it's just very childish to humour. And, um, I mean, it's fun seeing some skeletons getting blown up. <laughs> it's fine. Again, it's fine seeing some skeletons blown up. Yeah, um, it's fine. <laughs> it's just very, like, oh, it's all right. It's fine, you know. Yes. Yeah. Just watched it. <laughs> Just watched it. It was the thing it. that I saw, and it happened. <laughs> and we get the uh, the helicopter car. It's like they built. Yes, that. <laughs> they did have a helicopter car. <laughs> Putting loads of different automobiles together to create a helicopter car. Very good. Yeah. Um, uh, it is very much like that. This film, isn't it? Just like, and then this happened. Yeah, and that was fine. 
It's uh, like Charlie Chaplin's way of working, where he would just turn up on set and be like, right, we need a train today to crash through that wall. Let's build a train and build a wall and make that happen. That's yeah, what yeah. Sam Raimi was doing on this film. <laughs> and then the love interest turned up, and she said, you found me beautiful once. And he says, honey, you got real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all like awful. Sli- it's like slightly humorous. It's, it's, it's not. It's quite piggish. It, it is. It is piggish. It is piggish. But it's also just like it's just like it feels like it's trying to be quotable. Yes, it, that, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just Absolutely. and it is not quite doing it. You know, like there was no reason for Ash to say groovy in the second one, but clearly people loved that because then it, it entered pop culture. Duke Nukem, mm. he repeats it in this, so people must have loved it. But here they try and give him how many lines that people are going to, oh, you remember that bit when Ash said whatever, whatever? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And then and then Duke Nukem like honed it into a diamond. Yeah. That's what you're saying, yeah. That's what he did. He compacted it. <laughs> Made it beautiful. And Duke Nukem is an absolute Trump supporter. Let's not get that twisted. He <laughs> would love Trump. <laughs> Google Duke Nukem and Trump and see if he's the video game character to come out. Controlled, <laughs> yes. Does I'm, he sure support? The, I'm, I'm sure the voice actor is a Trump supporter. <laughs> And then Henry the Red turns up very late, but everyone's happy anyway. You know, they all give him hugs, even though he literally did nothing. Um, and then it's the end, and this is the the difference. And uh, yeah, in my one, he 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 was supposed to take six drops. Yeah, it was hundred. It must have been a hundred years. So he took six drops. So it's supposed to be six hundred years, and and then he took seven drops. So it was seven hundred years. So he didn't actually and go that much up. further into the future then. No, did you? Did you, you? Oh, you didn't even. Actually, you don't even see. He, you see him go into the cave. He causes like a a rock pile to close him inside the eight cave. Eight minutes longer. The film. Yeah, so it must all just be this bit, and apart from the boobies, and then he, uh, he, yeah, he, he closes himself inside the cave, takes the drops, and then he gets to the he gets to number five, and then he gets he hears a noise, gets distracted, and then goes five and says it again. And then, it, oh, okay. and then he takes seven drops mm. and then he wakes up and it's really weird because he oh no because I was, I was thinking he was in he was in America but then he's, he's gone back in time to England that's where it's dropped him off because he is in England and you see Big Ben like toppled okay. oh yeah in like this weird not very good green screen landscape <laughs> I can imagine I can only picture and it I, I can say watching the theatrical ending it is better Oh, she prefer him goes, going back to S-Mart. Yeah, that is the kind of... That is the Evil Dead I wanted to watch. Yeah. Okay. That is, that is what I... Like, that is the energy of, of Evil Dead 2 that I liked. Well, that's what... Yeah, that's what I wished this whole film had been. I still wouldn't have enjoyed it very much, but I would have enjoyed it more than this. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because and, uh, it, it, here at the end, with you recounting all of that, I'm like, I'm never. I'd never want to think about this again. Mm. Because mm. it was just so. Blah. It was just. I think it, it was just like this is not what I loved about Evil Dead. It's, it's something totally. Different I do get why there's not another one. away from 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, you know, like people will still, I'm sure, go for those uh, all night movie nights at Prince Charles and be like, "Army of Darkness" is well amazing. But like, I don't see how anyone could enjoy I think this. You watch the three of them back to back, especially even the first two are probably so similar. Yeah. Mm. I mean that first one they are very they're, they're similar but they're totally a bit very different I'm correct me if I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure the original doesn't have much humour in it no it doesn't it's not in any way really wacky it tries to go all. for scares yeah definitely there's, yeah. there's a woman gets raped by a tree in it. by a tree yes which sounds yeah. ridiculous but it, they yeah. actually go for scares with it yeah absolutely it's not funny well, see that's what I liked about it like to the limit that I did was okay it's a, a literally a cabin in the woods and the demons are out tonight the ghouls are mm. out tonight you've recited this ancient incantation and the ghouls are out and it's like okay this is a bit silly but kind of scary so that works yeah I, I, I agree I could have I could have gone with that a lot more but it's just the effects in that first film let it down so much for me that I kind of it just like takes me out of it if they had made this third film and tried to play it straight, been like, let's go back to the genesis of the book, the Necromicon. Let's go back to the genesis of it, that you've gone back in time, but you've gone back to that time where this, this book was written and tried to play it straight with scares. It would have worked better. For me, it would have anyway. Yeah, probably, yeah. Because because half the stuff I'm old, rolling my eyes at is the, the cheesy kind of moments, like the little ashes and... Yeah, just the silly one. The silly one-liners. Some good one-liners, but some silly one-liners. Yeah, and um, yeah, definitely. And just flesh. Give some more characters that you actually like. Yeah, there's not many characters there. There isn't. Uh, You've got Bill Mosley in a bloody film, and you don't even utilise him for the horror fans. <laughs> even though it's we didn't know who he'd become. It's literally just Ash because it's Ash fighting against Ash and evil Ash. Yeah. It's just, it's just you're there. Ash versus Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, it's the Ash exactly. show. Mm. It's the Ash and show. Nothing more, and nothing and more. Nothing more. Well, it sounds like you certainly liked it, but not massively. That's correct. Yeah. This, this, uh, this do it in order. That I was lost. It, it was tolerable for you. It was tolerable. Yes, I, I actually felt like I liked it more watching it. Then when I finish it, I'm like, oh. Yeah. It worked while <laughs> like you were in it, it and that's it. Yeah, when I was in it, it worked. But now I'm just like, and I can't, uh, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel, yeah. Yeah. But go on, let's, let's give our ratings in. All right. For Ash alone and for the fact that there were some special effects, I'd give it some some flowers. It's two out of ten. Wow. Fair dues. <laughs> wow. Yep. I can feel that energy. That's good. Yeah. Wow. I am going a little bit nicer on that. I'm going to give it a six out of ten. And I'm the same. I'm a six. Yeah. Okay. I just thought it's. I just thought it's like fine. When I was actually yeah. watching it, I was like, like "This that. is quite fun. It's quite fun in places." But I was still rolling my eyes so much. And it's it's when I'm when I'm not in the moment. Yeah. Now I'm just like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> I think I tell you what. If I had seen Evil Dead Two a couple of years ago. And decided not to rewatch it, and had watched Army of Darkness. Mm. I may have been a little kinder. Did you but watch because these I had Evil back? Dead Fresh? 
then. Yeah, I mm. watched them the same day. Okay, because I saw your end and you were like, I've had enough of this already. I thought like it probably would have been good for you to have a three or four day gap, watch something else and then go back again. But um, uh, I don't know. I think I would have needed a bigger chunk of a, a gap between for me to appreciate Army of Darkness more. Like okay. I say, I'm glad I've seen it because I, I can give Evil Dead 2 a bit more uh, credit. And like mm. I would watch Evil Dead 2 again now that I think about it. And normally when I give a film a six, it's the kind of film I never want to see again. But now mm. that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I might see it again. But I'll probably have the same complaints when I'm watching it that time. Mm. Let, me, let me say, Ben, you might actually enjoy the, the remakes because they're, they're just dark. They're not funny. They're, yeah, really, they're really gruesome. Do they go for the, the new audience, though? Like what? Like a young audience? Yeah, the teens of today. Is it a teeny bopper thing? Uh, no, I feel I feel like they've got like um, a, a, a scream kind of energy, like that that kind of group of characters. No, right. well, maybe I'll check them out. But, but like you know, Evil Dead, the original. I'm not even that crazy about it. I like, I think it's good, and that's about it. So, mm. I may, uh, maybe I'll watch a remake and I'll think it's the best one. You might. I, th- I think it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Well, if you uh, only give it a seven, because I give the I give them both a seven, the new ones. Okay, new ones. Well, check this out. One hundred percent, regardless of where we decide it places above and below, this has gone into a bottom ten of all time. Wow. Oh wow. Bottom ten. We. It's only doing battle with one film. Uh, but let me say the films that are below it first before we decide whether it's going to be ninth or tenth from bottom. So, from bottom going up, we have American Psycho 2, then Cats, then Jesus Rolls, then Buffy, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Tomb Raider, Beyond Reanimator, The Meg, and now we are to decide does it go above or below THX 1138? For me, THX is a better film. Above. Oh, Adam, Adam I to think decide. It goes above. I don't. I, yeah, I think it's going above. Both THX are four. Do you? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, you must. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, fine. It's interesting about Army the reanimator a bit because that's kind of a similar film to this. I'd say. Beyond Reanimator. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, that does make sense, doesn't it? Beyond is, is the vibe. third one. Yeah. I mean, looking at that bottom list, right? Now, now that bottom ten. Okay, so THX one one three eight, and then um, Army of Darkness. In our bottom ten, in terms of horror, what we have is American Psycho two, Buffy. I wouldn't class American Psycho two as a horror film. It's a horror film though. It's nothing. It? It's nothing. <laughs> it may be shit, but it's it, you would class it as a horror film. It's trying to be a horror film. There's five films there that are horror films in our bottom ten. And that's because mm. horror is something that is so easy to... When it's bad, it's bad. Regardless of if you dress it up as a horror comedy, like The Meg as well. Same same thing. Mm. And half the time, it's like, oh yeah, a horror. If it's a horror is good, some, it, most of the time it's just like, oh yeah, it's a good seven or eight. It, it's never yeah. normally amazing. If you do real good horror, then you go up bang high. Mm. In our t- mm. look, like in our top ten, uh, we don't we we don't have a we don't have a single horror film in our top ten. Mm-hmm. So okay. that that tells you all we do in What's our the top closest? twenty. The closest is Midsummer. At oh yeah, 15. Midsummer. And Doctor Sleep. Yeah. 
And if one of our films in our top 10 was to be a horror, you might say Mulholland Drive, but it's not. That's not a horror film. Apart from that one moment, it's very horror. Yes. The moment. We all know yeah. is what moment it is. That's it. Um, well, there you go. There you go. Unfortunate, but there you go. There we have it. And that's the end of 1992. Should we uh, wrap it up? Yeah. What are we saying is our best character of 1992 that we've come across? Uh, let me go first on that one. This is the only. This is the only one that isn't from Deep Cover, and I'm going to give it to Colonel Jessup, Jack Nicholson. Make Julio happy. He brought us as good as it gets. Let me make him happy. So we've done Deep Cover. There was something from it. Adam just talking over me while I'm making a point. Just talking straight over me. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm saying something. Standard. Yep. I'm done. Can I talk? What was the uh, other film we've done? We can done? Ben talk? Can Ben what did we talk? Did we do last, oh, we did last week. Okay, sorry. Um, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Ben. Yeah, absolutely. If it if it was a different film, I would have said Ash. But I'm there going go. with Jessup. Yeah, yeah. I'll go for Jeff Goldblum in Deep Cover to mix it up. Quite liked mm. him. There we go. He liked Shooting people in the bum. He sh- he shoots people's butts. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, let's leave this to last because I reckon I know what it's going to be. Uh, what's the best scene? Oh, well, well I know what it's going to be. It's what's the it whole segment be? in the limo. It's exactly. Yeah. Limo scream, shot in the arse, hit by the police car. If you want to see that, just go on our Instagram or our Twitter and we've posted the scene of that segment that we were enjoying very much. <laughs> you can't beat that, can you? you d- that's just beautiful. Like, genuinely, as great as, like, being objective about it, as, like, as good as it gets, is heralded a classic. Are you telling me you can't handle the truth is a better moment than that? I, I agree, yeah, but it isn't. <laughs> like, that's it. The, the, the Academy and pretentious snobs not Julio I'm not talking about Julio but like generally pretentious people like oh no this class bit of acting this is wonderful unique cinema no it's not getting shot out of a limo with a bullet in your ass (laughs) and hit by a police car that is cinema that's what people want to see (laughs) and don't forget Fishburne screaming yes (laughs) agreed Are are we all in unison are you agreeing with that Adam uh, yes. Okay. We're all aligned. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Adam's uh, got to do the best line first, though. Yes. Yes. Go on. What one is it, Adam? I mean, I'm going to have to go for you. Can't handle the truth. I'm sorry. It's cliche, but it oh, is that's very fine. delivered. You can go with that. Me and Ben are going to go Me and Paul got the same one. <laughs> <laughs> you say it first, and then I'll say it first because he says it two times. I want my cake and eat it too. I want my cake and eat it too. <laughs> One that, day yeah. you we need to do a montage of our favourite lines. When we do these wrap ups of the years and we do our our favourite lines from that year, <laughs> we should do a montage video of those as well. <laughs> I can go on a t shirt that line. Yeah. Um and have you got any connective tissue to tie all of these films from nineteen ninety two together? I don't think so. Mm. What have we got? So we've got a story of, of top-level cover-up military lawyers. Mm-hmm. Then we've got um, governmental corruption, police corruption, undercover. And then we've got oh, vampire I know what it is. slaying. I know what it is. Go on. It's the evil rising in every form. 
the evil rising in every form yes let's take that i suppose <laughs> that's the best we can do we've but there the are forks rising. we got the 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 dead oh, wait 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 we've got wait, the horrendous wait, wait. people gone um oh fuck nobody gets stabbed in as good as it gets everyone is staked they get staked in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, he gets staked get, with the fork in this. What's the guy dying as good as you get? No, he doesn't. He just gets chloroformed oh, and he yeah, has he a bad does. reaction. Damn I'm it. I'm pretty sure Colonel Jessup has... has He gets a stake during that lunch. So. He does get a stake during that lunch. So he's staked, technically. High stakes. We, we like films Connective with stakes. Connective tissue. Connective tissue. And hey, what guess what? Julio... Uh, thinks that uh, we gave him a bit of a hard run about as good as it gets, but in my opinion, it turned out to be the second best film from the year. So there you go. It, to be fair, it I would say it's the, not being the, the most standout. I think Deep Cover is the one I'll probably take away the most. Oh, surely. I mean, that's my favourite film from the year. Mm. Where's that turned out? Has it turned out to be the second? Uh, as good as it gets is my second favourite. Uh, I'd probably say it's Deep Cover as good as it gets. This and then Buffy. <laughs> Wait a minute. This has confused the hell out of me because I'm looking for as good as it gets on the list, but it's a few good men we're talking about. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why did we all go with that? Because of Jack. Jack's in it, isn't it? And it's a simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, I've got men for a home I've been missing an episode <laughs> and it's just us being bronkers. Just edit, every, edit everything to say with a few good men. It will say a few good men and you can edit it that together. <laughs> I cannot be bothered. Well, in our overall list, yes, for all our ratings, Deep Cover's the top, then it's A Few Good Men. And then it is this film, and then it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy, yeah, fair play, fair enough, fair fair dues, that's good. Yeah. But personally, I rate A Few Good Men top, then I'd say Deep Cover, then I'd say Army of Darkness, then I'd say Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, there you go. Julio can be happy with that. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's 1992. That's 1992, boys. Uh, where are we going next? I'll say it because it's my the year of my birth. We're going to the year of my birth, ladies and gentlemen. 1962. Yes, 1962. No, we are being thrown back to 1986 by our beloved patron, Jamie Russell. You guys know him. You've heard him in the podcast a few times. You've interacted with him. You know the man. He has brought an absolute classic... Everyone's bringing classics, but this time it's a classic People that everyone has seen. People want to see the classics because we don't do them. We they don't do the classics, no. We need to be teed off with a classic. So he has brought to us James Cameron's Aliens. Aliens, plural. Aliens. Look at that. Aliens. And uh, Mr. Russell will be joining us for the recording on that Very one. Very exciting. It's a big one. It is a big one. I don't think it's going to get to the bottom ten. <laughs> like this, this. Never know. <laughs> Never know. Jamie might hate it. Yeah. Well, we might. We might hate it. We, it might not. It might not hold up like you thought. It, Jesus rolls. I might think Jesus rolls is much better. Mm, you never know. You never bloody know. Cats. But, uh, cats might be better. Yeah. Definitely won't be. <laughs> Definitely will not be. <laughs> Definitely will not be. But let's see. You know us by now, listeners. We won't just give you the normal episode. If you want to get the normal Aliens episode, go ahead and search that in any podcast player and 
press play and you'll hear everyone saying the exact same thing about aliens. We will not be saying the same old shit. Aliens, baby. Right. Should we go and speak about our patrons, what they've got to say this week? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, well, our patrons, they uh, they say, hey, I've got some films I watched this week and I want, I want to tell you how bad or good they are. And then we talk about them. Uh, you can do that at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters and you can become part of the family just like the likes of Katie and Oti from For Your Reference yes you can also join Jamie Russell who will be joining us next week and you can also join Julio who kicked us off on this year thanks for 92 Julio we appreciate you thank you Julio you can also join Nerd Revert and you can join the man of a thousand words in Luke Human. Uh, you can join Home Video Hustle, Brent from Home Video Hustle, to be precise. You can join Stephen Mark from Movie Drone. Yes, you can. And you can also join Andy Bishop. You can join the Italian stallion Francis Severini. And you can join the equally Italian Luke Benetti. <laughs> I mean, he's, Look anything, at that. he's anything but That's Italian, his but. That's his name. Right, first of all, we got For Your Reference, and they said, Dreaming Whilst Black is a delicious watch by BAFTA-winning writer-director and actor... Actor? <laughs> I don't know what I said there. And actor Ajani Salmon focused on the intersection of being a Jamaican filmmaker in a bills-gotta-get-paid world. Deaf audience have been craving with tilt-your-head-back cackles. FYR, strong recommend. And they also just... A little footnote. This is possibly the first future worst of the week, lol. But we'll be watching Saw X. Send help, please. Oh, God. Uh, you're speaking the first to the wrong people. I know. Worst of the week. Everyone is going to be hard on this Saw X. We'll go into it with an open mind. Inevitably, Paul, because it's coming soon. I, I didn't realise quite how quickly I know. it's coming up. It's in the next few days, mate. It is. It's nuts. We need to find a way of... of we have to see this and we have to do... Uh, we have to do a uh, patron exclusive, I think, just on Saw yeah, X. something. Yeah, yeah. We are big fans of this franchise, Kate. You know, yes. So you're not going to be... We're not going to be uh, saying, yes, we agree with you. Unless it's anything like Spiral. Feeling bad about watching that film. Unless it's like Spiral, yes. Unless it's like Spiral. I don't think it is. Tobin Bell's in it, so I've, I've, got, high, I've got high hopes. Yeah, well... We need to. We need to. Yes, we'll align and work out what we'll do on that because we definitely need to do something on that. Absolutely, that'd be exciting. Um, I don't know anything about Dream Wars Black though. Uh, no. But um, it's an FYR strong recommend, so you should go out there and watch it if if uh, if that's up your alley. Oh heavens, yes. Anyway, should we hear from the next patron? Anyway, he says so casually. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, next up we've got Julio. He says best is the Hitchcock's The Thirty Nine Steps, a fun filler featuring one of the most classic bickering couples in the thirties at his centre. Worst Hitchcock's Didn't The Man. Did we talk in... about Thirty Nine Steps last week? No, he mentioned another uh... Hitchcock film. I think he's doing a Hitchcock run by the looks of it. Because mm. he did mention um, old Hitchcock's, didn't he? Fun story. Me he's and in... when me and Jenny first got together, that was. Like we went to the theatre to see that in like month two. Oh, in the West End, it was fun. Mm. Oh, lovely. Did you climb all the steps? We did because we came out of Piccadilly Circus Tube Station and we climbed the steps and then when we got to the top, there was a big poster saying 39 steps and then we went into that theatre. 
<laughs> and you were like, imagine that was 39 steps. And you're like, yeah. no, it wasn't that long. No. About, about 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, he said, worst is the Hitchcock film, The Man Who Knew Too Much, a dreadful kind comedy, question mark, where 99% of the jokes fall flat, and the only actor seems to know what needs to be done is Peter Laurie. The director remade it decades later, so hopefully that version is better. I'm pretty Wait sure. Wait a minute, we read this out last week. week. No, no, no. That is what he spoke about with us, right? I'm assuming. No, he did say. I'm assuming he eventually remade it because he thought this was nowhere oh, near yeah, as good as it should have been. Yeah, we did speak about it last week. Yeah, but has review. he just rewritten it twice and he's forgotten no, he that he told bottoms, us last time? He talked about bottoms last week, the one um, that everyone's going on about at the moment. Listen, we definitely said that thing about we Peter Laurie because then I then I because and I looked I, at the poster. Or maybe he said I might watch the man. No, oh, I can't remember. But we I definitely spoke about it last he episode. Said he did write about the man who knew too much. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Julio, you might want to go to the doctor. Unless it's Paul <laughs> copying the wrong piece, but it's not. No, no, no. He just uh, he he. Uh, I think that he had just forgotten that he'd previously written about it, so he just wrote about it again. At least, at least his stuff is fresh. It's not a copy and paste job. He's reworded how bad he yeah. thought it was. So yeah. he's given us more We've, background maybe, this time. Maybe he very, feels very strongly about it. He just wants to say it twice. It, he might do. Thanks, Julio. Uh, moving on quickly to Luke Human, who says, finally watch 1994's The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, a gloriously affirming comedy drama that definitely allows us to see beyond the incredible dusted surface. Surface, excuse me. Well-written characters and their motivations are revealed in tongue-in-cheek flashbacks and catty asides. Best of all, this shows the outback is not backwards, but as a complex microcosm of a wider society set in an unforgivingly beautiful landscape. The hugely committed performances from all help me to see why this is so iconic. Fun fact, I was born in the same hospital as Guy Pearce. Nine out of ten. Was Guy Pearce born in the UK or Australia? I thought he was Australian. Let us find out where Guy Pearce was born so we can find out where Luke was born. Uh, oh, he's born in Cambridgeshire. There you go. Oh, there we go. There we go. Have you Eli. seen Eli Priscilla? I haven't. I've I've seen it um, quite a while ago. It is it is it is very it is great. It is a great film. It's great energy, um, great performances. It's very funny, and there's a lot of heart there too. So I agree with this. I don't give it a nine out of ten, but you never know. A rewatch might do that. Who knows? Oh, nice. It's about drag queens, eh? Yeah, they're, they're on a road trip to go to a show, I think. I think I remember you saying about this one. Mm. Very good. Very Dra- good. Drag Race UK is back tomorrow, so that's good. Um, an, an all-to-rare cinema visit meant I saw A Haunting in Venice. A story debunking supernatural phenomenon is fine, but there's no doubt that in this world that there's a logical, natural explanation for everything. So any tension or horror is dispelled before we get going. It doesn't help that Branner doesn't seem to be fluent in the language of horror, and as such, we are served up tropes and pastiche scenes with no understanding of how to adequately use them. Six out of ten. It's mad to me that Kenneth Branner is so committed to this uh, Hercule Mm, Poirot timeline Mm. and how he's managed to do three now. The first one was fine. I didn't mind it. I didn't watch the second. This is the one with Murder on the Orient Express and all that. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. I never, I never watched the second one, but it's like it's like they're just flying out now. He's just doing them. It's like yeah, go on, just throwing them out. I don't really care. Someone's giving him the money to do them as well. Mm. Mm. 
I mean, he, he looks nothing like, like. I mean, he, I don't know what the books are. Uh, what's his name? David Suchet is my Poirot man. Come on. Mm, mm. He does not not let anything like that, does he? He does not. <laughs> well, on to the next. Lastly, we've got the man himself who's coming in next week, Mr. Jamie Russell, and he says, filled in a Kubrick blind spot and watched The Killing, a superbly taught heist noir that showed. Kubrick was already a master of his craft at this early stage of his career. Only a few narrative device choices such as the overbearing use of a voiceover narrator and some plot contrivances stopped this from being top tier. 8 out of 10. Never seen it. It's a great film. Yeah? Yeah. Studied that one at uni and it is brilliant. What would you give it? For early Kubrick, yeah. From memory, without going to Letterboxd, I would say that I'd give that an 8 as well. Well, that's now, a great. Now let me go. Great. Let me go and check that now and see what I actually give it. An eight. There you go. There we go. It's our man, you know the main, stuff. our man from who we were talking about last week. Uh, the guy who was obsessed with the purification of water. He's oh, yes. uh, kind of the lead in it. <laughs> and there's Love a that. line in the killing which has always stuck with me because it's so weird. It's him, that guy. He says, uh, well, you know, it's like the man says, life's just like a glass of tea. And I thought, a glass <laughs> of tea? And who says that? Nobody. <laughs> who would, what does that even mean? A gla- uh, like if, if life's just like a cup of tea, doesn't make sense anyway. But a glass of tea? Fucking Americans. What? When did this come out? Mid-50s, I think. It's like your cake and eat it wine, isn't it? No, I just it feel is. like it, that, that is what Forrest Gump was, was kind of pastiching. Well, life maybe. is like a box of chocolates. Maybe. Mm. Those Americans like to compare everything to food and drink. So does Adam. Like so does Adam, yes. <laughs> so American. Alcohol-free Adam. I say that because uh, his initials are AF on the big screen in front of me, and it just reminded me that AF <laughs> means alcohol-free. <laughs> That's a man who drinks too much beer. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. That's it. That's the end of the episode, everyone. Great. And that's the end of 1992. So we can go on to 1986. We're going back in time, just like Ash. 1986, the year of my birth. So I'm going to have some nice birth trivia for you. Oh, beautiful stuff. I can't wait. See you in 1986. Goodbye, See you in 1986. Or see you on the Patreon. We're going to go talk about some time travel films, everyone. See you there. So we'll see you there. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.